Hi, my name is Amir Mamdani, and I'd like to welcome you all to The River Rundown, a podcast produced by the Harvard Crimson, focusing on the state of Harvard athletics amidst the pandemic. On this first episode of The River Rundown, I sit down with Jack Drury and Marshall Rafai of Harvard Men's Hockey, who talked to me about their experience with the program. We'll also discuss Jack's first season of professional hockey, Marshall's outlook on next year's Harvard team, and their joint NHL aspirations. Marshall is a psychology major at the college and will be a senior defenseman on the team next year after notching eight points for the Crimson last season. After leading the team in goals last year as a sophomore, Jack is currently playing professionally in Europe, which we'll talk about more during the episode, and was also a 2018 second round draft pick by the Carolina Hurricanes in the NHL entry draft. Thank you again for tuning in to the River Rundown. Thank you guys for for hopping on with me, Marshall and Jack. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. Yeah, excited to talk to you. Thank you. So, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what you guys are up to? You know, these past twelve months in the pandemic, how you guys are playing. You know, what what that looks like. Why don't we start with you, Jack? Talk a little bit about what's new. Yeah, so I think at the start, everyone was kind of in the same boat. You know, about a year ago, everyone was just kind of working out and then had a good summer. And then, uh, you know, once I found out it wasn't likely we were going to play, I uh, came over to Sweden and I'm playing here in Sweden right now. So you're playing professionally over there right now? Yes, yes. What team do you play for? I play for the Vekwa Lakers. It's a town about two hours north of Malmo. So it's in southern Sweden. Uh, it's called the SHL, Swedish Hockey League. Something Jack will probably leave out is that he's actually doing a full full course load right now. So I thought that was pretty cool. He's uh, keeping his brain sharp while he's playing. Something uh, I think a lot more guys should look to do, especially given that you know things are online right now. Full course load while playing professionally. Well, that's probably something we can touch on a little bit later. Marshall, what are you up to? I'm actually out in Tampa with a lot of the guys on the team. We're skating out here just because things are a lot more open and, and it's a lot. We have, you know, we have easier access to to the gym, the rink. We have a study room to take our classes, so it's it's a pretty good setup. So I've been uh, here the whole semester, so it's great to get to know some new faces and and be with the guys. So it's like a makeshift hockey school of sorts in the sense that you're you're all t- you can take classes, but you're also practicing and staying sharp for for next year. Yeah, exactly. You know, some of us aren't able to play in like certain junior leagues just because we aged out and, and we're above like the age cap. One of the coaches out here was nice enough to put together a training facility for us and a program for us to stay sharp during the year and keep working on our game, even though we're not playing. So it's a pretty good setup. So you're you're planning on returning to play your senior season at Harvard next year. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. And pretty much everyone here is planning to come back to Harvard. And I guess I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily think of this as a topic off the top of my head, but I guess I was wondering if you guys could talk a little bit about kind of what last spring was like and just the process of like kind of an unexpected conclusion to the season and just any thoughts you had on that or, you know, kind of parting, parting thoughts to the seniors. Maybe, Jack, we could start with you on that if you have any on thoughts on how la- kind of last spring unfolded and what that was like to kind of be on the team mid- mid-season towards the end of the season. Uh, yeah, I think it was it was definitely frustrating uh, as it was for everyone because you know I think we felt like we were kind of we were starting to hit our stride right before playoffs and you know everybody knows playoff hockey is is the most fun hockey 
So I think in that sense, it was it was definitely frustrating, and we we certainly all felt uh, terrible for our seniors. They had a really hardworking class uh, filled with just great guys. Probably one of our best academic classes we had. Uh, so I think everyone had a lot of respect for that. And but you know, I think in one hand, uh, on the other side of things, we were probably also just a little grateful though that we actually got to play and uh, you know pretty much have a full regular season where you know a lot of the spring sports they didn't even get uh, their season at all last year. So. Yeah, and to kind of build off that, I think at the beginning we were pretty pretty upset because we felt singled out because Harvard was kind of the first schools to jump to the conclusion of canceling things. But, you know, as things played out, we realized that they were really ahead of the game. But, but yeah, to Jack's point, I think we were really excited because we were kind of getting our feet under us, playing some really good hockey and and looking to kind of make a run to sneak into the tournament, even though we weren't ranked as high as we were the year before. But I think that's all just motivation for when we come back next year and, and start the season and, and kind of have that sour taste in our mouth to to really appreciate every single game we have with the group and, and every single day we have with the guys because it can be taken away pretty quickly. So definitely won't take it for granted anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, Marshall, to that point, as someone who's coming back to presumably be kind of one of the team's leaders next year, you know, as a senior, things kind of looking like they're improving on the COVID front. Kind of what do you think that'll be like to kind of come back and in, in a sense be, you know, kind of your last ride at Harvard, but also in a way also, you know, hopefully your first full season since sophomore year. Like, can you just talk a little bit about what you think that might be like of returning to Harvard, with, but without some of the faces you kind of are used to seeing? Yeah, and, and that's what I was going to mention. I think, you know, we're, as a group, we're really excited to, you know, meet all the younger guys because in a way we're going to have two sets of freshman classes, which is obviously different. And then we lost some guys to pro with Jack and then, you know, a couple guys in the class above us signing their contracts. So I, you know, obviously really excited to meet the new faces, but more so just like really excited to be back with the group training every day and, and being with the guys. And I think that's like a piece that a lot of the guys miss. And I think the most important thing is, you know, bringing those younger guys up to speed and, and making sure they know that they're going to play a big role right away. And, and the program's expectation is, is to win every game we walk into and, and we want to be a team that, that wins bean pots, you know, wins a national championship, wins the ECACs. And, and with, with the group we have, especially next year, I, there's no reason why, why that shouldn't be the standard. So I think at first it'll just be meeting the guys, bringing them up to speed and then uh, having everyone buy into their role to, to achieve those, those lofty goals that we're going to set for ourselves. It almost feels weird asking this because I know so much of like hockey and sports are just like an in-person getting to know people experience, but like, have you gotten the chance to meet some of these guys that maybe you haven't over zoom or, or, or through other methods? And if so, like, do you feel like that has been kind of significant or it's kind of just like a holdover until you're able to meet them in person and get on the ice with them in person? Yeah, it's obviously different when you meet, I've, uh, I've had the chance to meet a couple guys in the summer and then briefly, you know, having lunch with them. And then in town, we have a couple of incoming freshmen which will technically be sophomores next year. They're all great guys, and uh, but I haven't met the class as a whole, I would say. I've, I've met bit, bits and pieces of, of the, the two different classes, but we're just excited to you know, get everyone together and, and have the whole team you know, in the locker room together and, and create that cohesive environment that you know, championship teams are, are built on. And I think that's going to be our main focus when we get to campus and, and just working hard and, and focusing on, you know, uh, our work ethic and our attitude and things along those lines. Definitely. 
Jack, now that you know Marshall's put the uh, put put the spotlight on you with the comment about classes, can you just talk a little bit about kind of what that experience has been like? You know, just from like a before kind of delving more into the hockey side of things, just from like a balancing your time things because you know presumably it's difficult enough as a as a Harvard student athlete, but do so while playing professionally. I'm just curious about what challenges you might have experienced or just the, that what that process has been like with the time difference just in general of, of being a professional athlete while also taking classes. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the school has done a great job making it flexible so that students in all the different time zones can still succeed in their classes and be, on, be able to stay on par with all the kids that are, you know, in Boston or uh, in the Eastern time zone. So they've been really helpful in terms of that. And then I think, you know, a lot of guys like Marshall and myself, you know, you come up through juniors and certainly when you're at Harvard, you know, you, you have to learn how to balance your time with, with sports. And I think all Harvard athletes do that. And so, you know, I think it's not something that was, that was new to me. You know, it was probably taken up a little bit just because the schedule is a little bit more intensive, but uh, you know, I think it's just time management. You know, I think in, in one sense, it's, it's been good to get on Zooms occasionally to see some, some faces from school and uh, still kind of feel like you're part of the community when, when you're pretty far away. But uh, so overall, I don't think it's been too painstaking. There's certainly some, some late nights where, you're, where it's a little frustrating, but all in all, I think it's been a good experience. Well, that's good to hear. And, and I guess to pivot a little bit, to kind of the hockey side of things, you know, you've played juniors, you've played, you've played at Harvard at a high level, you know, in the ECAC, which is a great league. What is this experience like, you know, I guess, is it more like kind of juniors? Does it feel more familiar in that regard? Or is it kind of its own experience? And just anything you want to share about, you know, what it's like to play professionally? Yeah, I think um, schedule-wise, it's a little bit more like juniors with the travel. You know, uh, one of the great things about being the ECAC and the college hockey schedule is, you know, you have a little bit less games and, you know, a little bit less bus trips, which can be nice for kind of recovery and skill development and strength development. But I'd say it's a little different uh, from juniors in that, you know, guys' jobs are on the line and, you know, how well they do at the rank is dictating, you know, how they can pay for their families, certain things for their families. So it's definitely a little bit more intense in terms of players' livelihoods kind of being on the line. But the hockey is, you know, the hockey. And I think, you know, my being able to play with great players at Harvard and a great league at Harvard prepared me for it very well. What's is it, have, have you encountered anything, like I'm curious with COVID and just generally, like have you encountered any like, What's the like, is there a cultural barrier? Are there plenty of guys who are, you know, from over here? Is it, is it really just puck is the only talk that matters? Like, well, what's it, what's it like? Well, we have some Canadian guys, which is nice, but, um, you know, 95 to 98% of people I've met here speak English, uh, fluently. So that's, that makes it incredibly easy. Um, it, a cultural difference with COVID was, was pretty big because, you know, there's no masks here, uh, or they're completely optional. So when I first came over, that was really strange to me. And the, the policies surrounding COVID are definitely different. <laughs> so that, that was kind of interesting at the start. But um, as far as the guys in the team go, they're all just great guys. And I think it's a little bit, you find a little bit more of a different dynamic in terms of the younger guys kind of all hang out a little bit more because, you know, they don't have families or kids or anything yet. And then the older guys are all kind of, you know, with their wives and children. So I think that's definitely different from college where you where it's a little bit more broken up in terms of kind of who you're spending time with away from the rink. For sure. 
And so you guys, despite now living on different continents, you guys were roommates at school, right? Like, so you guys. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. So you guys know each other quite well then. I'm curious about what that's like to kind of, you know, live with a teammate. I mean, obviously teammates are always close, but just I'm curious, is it, you know, is it hockey all the time then, even when you guys aren't on the rink? Or is it, you know, you feel like you guys have a different dynamic as roommates than you do as teammates? You know, you got any thoughts on that, Marshall? Yeah. Living with Jack last year was probably, and, and our other two roommates, was probably the best thing I think about when I when I look back on that year and and just sharing so many down parts of your day, like a lot of that downtime with your best friends and joking around whether whether we be watching hockey or um, just hanging out. I think living together creates a different kind of bond that that, that is kind of hard to like explain. But I really enjoyed it. Our roommates, a lot of different. There were a lot of different personalities in our class, and our room specifically had a lot of different personalities. So there was a lot of good and fun conversations in the room and. Yeah, I just really enjoyed it as a whole. I can't really say anything else. I I, I agree with the Marshalls. The time you get to live with your best friends, it's it kind of forms a relationship that you'll keep for the rest of your life. You know, I think one thing that makes Harvard athletics in general so special is you get surrounded by people that share a lot of the same values as you and kind of have the same work ethic as you because everyone's path is pretty similar and it takes it takes a lot to be a student athlete at Harvard. So I think that's what kind of makes all those relationships so special is that you you really share a lot of the same things that you're interested in and the work ethic too. And now you guys are both kind of on this, I feel like these different paths, but I feel like, I mean, would you say you guys both have the same kind of goal at the end of the day? You, would you Would you guys agree with that? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Kind of to Jack's point, I think I think a lot of the guys in the room have similar values and, and similar aspirations in terms of what they want to do with their lives. And you know, if they didn't, they probably would have trouble, you know, playing on our team. I think we have an extremely high skilled team, and a lot of our guys have aspirations to play after. And you can just see that in, in a lot of the guys signing pro last year, the amount of draft picks we're gonna have on the team this upcoming year, and then guys like Jack already playing pro, who who's uh, technically a junior in college. So I think that that all starts with, you know, the little things and, and the character within that room and, and the guys really applying themselves and, you know, doing the right things on and off the ice and working hard, which, which really leads them to, to do well at the next level. And we've seen a lot of success within our program and beyond. So, yeah, you're talking about, you know, having a lot of draft picks on the team. We have a draft pick on the Zoom. And I guess I, guess I, was at, I would ask Jack, is that, you know, is that something you've always known you've wanted to do from when you were younger? So like playing the NHL, is that, is that, has that always kind of been it for you, would you say? Yeah, I think, yeah, I loved, I always loved all sports growing up. And then kind of as you get older, you just kind of, you know, you attach to one, usually the one that you're best at. Most of the guys, like Marshall said, that are playing on our team, that's their, that's their goal. But I, I think as far as the, the drafted thing goes, you know, I, I don't know if that's, I think that's, you know, a little bit more of a just kind of a side side thing that happens to certain guys. And, you know, it's cool for them. But at the end of the day, when you show up at the rink, every everyone's on the same on the same level. And that's reflected in, you know, playing time and everything across the board. And uh, I think that's what makes it pretty cool is a lot of different guys can have different things going on in the side. But when you're at the rink and in the locker room together, everyone's shooting to be the best player they can be, uh, help out the team as much as they can. And, you know try to achieve their goals. 
you know, I guess this experience playing professionally is a good, I don't know, benchmark because you're around people who are doing it, you know, professionally, like you said, families, kids. And so do you feel like that could maybe help kind of with the maturation process after college, but obviously before, you know, hopefully coming back and playing in America, would you say? A hundred percent. Yeah. I think uh, it's a good question. And it's, it's been valuable for me. I think first, when I first came here, you're, you're a little nervous around guys that are a lot older than you and that have been doing this for a long time. And I think it just takes a little bit of time to get comfortable and have that belief in yourself that, you know, regardless of who's, what's going on around you, you know, you're still the same player. So I, I think that's definitely been valuable, but I think that's also a thing just as you get older, you can, you can pick that up more and more and whether that's done in college or somewhere else, I think, uh, you know, just kind of as you get older and you, you build more confidence that kind of comes with that. And kind of to pivot back to you, Marshall, you know, you've talked about kind of the process of like, you know, being excited to go back and prep for your senior year prior to presumably chasing similar dreams playing professionally. I'm curious what role you see yourself filling on the team beyond just kind of a defenseman, but maybe now is kind of one of the older guys around the guy who's played juniors, probably presumably one of the older guys on the team, the way you anticipate yourself filling a role within Harvard hockey next year. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I'm just really excited to get back and meet everyone, but more importantly, as you kind of transition through the years at Harvard, I think we've had some great leaders in the past who have kind of set the benchmark for, for what it means to be a senior on the Harvard hockey team. And I think I just want to really stress to the younger guys that we don't really look at guys for, as first years or second years or, or whatever the situation might be. We need everyone buying into their role. And that's the message I'm going to bring as an older guy. And, and we want everyone to feel like they're just as much part of the team, whether they're a freshman or senior, because at the end of the day, if we want to win a championship and we want to be the team that we think we can be, we need everyone pulling the boat the same way. And, and if we don't have that, you know, we're going to get mediocre results. So I think I just want to be a guy who kind of leads by example and, and does things the right way on and off the ice, whether that be in the classroom or in the weight room or at practice. And then just really stress to the guys that, that everyone's equal and we're going to need everyone, especially with this weird year and this weird type of double freshman class to make sure that, that every single guy on the team is expecting to have success right off the bat. And that's the standard we're going to hold each other to throughout the season. Now that we're on the topic of Harvard hockey, maybe, maybe we start with Jack since, you know, since he's not on the team anymore. I'm curious what, if you guys have any particular individual Harvard hockey moments that maybe stand out beyond just the collective, but personal favorites of kind of experiences or games you've been a part of. I know for me, probably one comes to mind, Jack, but I'm curious what you would say to that question. The first one I, I think of is our, we played away at Cornell last year and we tied them one-to-one and uh, they scored a late goal and I took a penalty that they scored on. And I, I don't think I've ever been more frustrated, but I remember after the game, uh, Teddy pulled me aside and, you know, I had a nice word with him and, uh, Ted Donato affectionately known as Teddy to his players is the head coach of Harvard men's hockey. A lot of my teammates were, were really supportive after the game, but that, that game, I just remember being so fun and such an emotional roller coaster. And, you know, we, we played so incredibly well. So I just, I remember just, you know, a lot of energy from that game, but I think that's the first one that, that probably comes to the top of my head. 
Interesting. I feel like most people would probably cite the time they scored a hat trick in Madison Square Garden against Yale, but I guess not everyone's felt <laughs> the same way. Yeah, that's that's not Jack's style. Yeah. <laughs> that was you, that was a fun you, one. You have to, that was a fun one, but uh, you, you have to pry that out of them. I, that I guess that maybe was I uh, not not too much of a nerve wracking game. We we took control pretty early. I think that that night was more fun. Getting to be with the whole team out in New York City after the game was was really special. And both our freshman and sophomore year years, we got to go to play at Madison Square Garden and spend the night in New York City. And you know, we had great breakfasts, and uh, the coaches took us to the Harvard Club, and those those had to be two of the most fun two of the most fun trips I had at Harvard. Yeah, what was that? What was that like, Marsh? Just the process of you know the Garden, the world's most famous arena, all of that stuff. Seven zero against Yale. Yeah, and I, kind of to Jack's point, I, obviously the first few minutes of the game is is really cool, and you know the, the crowd's pretty into it, and I'd say it was predominantly full the majority of the building was was full and that was obviously a bit eye-opening when, when you're out there in the warm-ups and, and at the beginning of the game but once you get into the flow of the game it you kind of block everything out and, and it's just another game so I think kind of along the lines of what Jack was saying I, I think that Cornell game was probably a little more special just because it was a lot closer of a game and at the time Cornell was the number one ranked team in the country kind of the team we we kind of compete with within our league. So coming out into their building, probably the loudest building in, in college hockey and, and coming out and really setting the tone. And for the most part of that game, really dominating them was, was just un- unbelievable. And the crowd was into it. You know, our guys really stepped up and rode to the occasion in a big game. And, and unfortunately, obviously we just, we just missed one bounce. I think we outchanced them almost two to one that game. So we ended up tying them, but the night as a whole was just one of those nights. It was a real hard-fought hockey night where guys were laying big hits, blocking shots, getting up for every little play. Whether you know you're a first liner or a fourth liner, you just really felt that cohesiveness that really that really good teams have. I would I would uh, say the same thing as Jack in, in that the Cornell game was was the most fun for me. And I guess while we're on the topic of ECAC hockey. I guess I know some of the teams are as in most of the teams in the league are playing right now, right? Is that is that right, Marshall? Yes. Uh, there, there are a couple. The Ivies aren't, um, and I think Union and RPI are not, but I think Clarkson, St. Lawrence, and Colgate are playing along with yeah. I think the rest of the country is playing. So. I'm curious is that is that is that how difficult is that just as someone who is an undergrad and obviously wants to be playing and like how do you channel that into a productive way for you and like in terms of preparation and staying ready for next season but i guess i'm wondering is that like a frustrating would you say that's a frustrating experience for you just to not be able to be playing on the ice with your teammates yeah for sure and and it i think the hardest part is just turning on the tv and seeing the other teams playing and just knowing that like that could be us and that really should be us, but there are certain things that are out of, out of our control that, you know, I try not to focus on too much and really just focus on the group we have here and, you know, my own training and, and taking care of classes and doing all the right things to position myself and, and our group to, to have success next year. So I'd say it's obviously frustrating, but try not to think about it too, too much. Definitely. 
what and what's that pro you know for you jack i guess with with like you know your your former teammates and friends and and everything what's that process been like in terms of just kind of staying in touch with everyone and feeling like i'm wondering you know how connected you're feeling to the to the boys back home and your family and everything just kind of being in another continent in the middle of a amidst a pandemic just kind of what that's been like personally yeah i think the first first couple months i'd say just the first month after i i knew i was leaving was was really tough just because uh you kind of just have to accept what you're giving up and uh i think we were all just really looking forward to our junior year i think we we knew we were going to have a really good team and we were confident in that team and it's just disappointing you know when that doesn't come through but i think after that it's it's been great i think i get it i facetime all the guys a lot i still stayed in touch with with a lot of my teammates and marshall said it to me a couple months ago you know it's it's the type of friendships where you cannot see these guys for nine months and then as soon as you see them it's like you you haven't you it's like you saw him the day before so i i think you know the, the first month was really hard just to kind of accept what uh we weren't going to be having for for that next year but i think since then you know it's it's fun to hear from them when they're all together and i'm certainly excited to to get to watch them play next year and see them succeed next year and you know you're you're not you're obviously not the only one in your class playing professionally like i think i just saw didn't Rathbone just scored his first professional goal the other day for for Vancouver's AHL team, right? I think I've read some articles being like, should they call him up? I, I guess what's that been like? Maybe for you, Marshall, just with a couple of your roommates doing it. Like, is it is it kind of cool? Does it does it kind of show you kind of a path you you know you hope to be on as well? Maybe without the traveling to Europe bit, but just kind of can you talk about your perspective of being friends with these guys who are who are doing significant things professionally? Yeah. Obviously, it's really cool. You want all your your teammates and your friends to have success at, at whatever level that is. You know, we're really happy for Jack scoring his first goal, and obviously, other Jack Jack Drury in Sweden, um, really having a really big impact on his team over there. So, I think the main thing is that it makes it more tangible, and you see someone who you skated with, and and it, and it kind of leaves a benchmark for for how much you need to improve and and what you need to do to get to that level. But seeing, you know, these two guys make the jump pretty seamlessly in pretty uh, in, in very, very high level leagues, I think it, if anything, it just adds motivation and, and it makes you just happy for those guys knowing that they put in the time, put in the work when they're in college, which allowed them to be successful. And, you know, I think both of those guys are going to continue to have success far beyond the leagues that they're in right now. So I think the main thing is just being happy for them and and knowing that they're the benchmark and, and the way they comport themselves on and off the ice is what allowed them to get to that level. And that's something we're going to, I'm going to stress in my own life and then try to bring that on to some of the younger guys as well. You know, I think about the fact that like Harvard hockey, you know, especially, you know, as I think about the guys I know passed through the last decade, have kind of set the standard of playing at a level where you're capable of kind of being an NHL player and like, you know, seeing the kind of, kind of these dreams materialize. And I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on like either of you on like how you feel like just being a part of that program as a whole has kind of helped you guys on your journey to, to kind of hopefully become professional hockey players. I think the main thing I would say is the character within the room kind of compounds itself you see how certain guys comport themselves like, like Jack, for example, being kind of, you know, the top guy on our team last year, 
being the first one in, last one out, sets the standard for all, all the other guys on the team. And I think that type of work ethic is what leads to guys having success at the next level. Not so much, you know, guys who are watching the games from the outside looking in kind of just see the end product and, and see a player have success or see a goal and say, oh, that player is so good. But at, at the end of the day, I think we have a lot of really, really good players on the Harvard team. And, I, and that's evident with how many guys sign pro, how many guys get drafted and whatnot. Or like, do you feel like, Jack, you've had that experience where there were older guys who you felt like were kind of viewing themselves as, you know, people who are trying to really be serious about going pro and maybe learning things from them that, that you've now applied to, to your own career? My freshman year, we had Foxy and Johnny, who are both having incredible success uh, in the NHL right now. And I think just kind of like Marshall said earlier, it, it makes things a little more tangible. And when you when you see these guys go on, you think, well, like, all right, I play with them. Like, I, I can get this done. And I think that's just kind of the message, you know, throughout the program. And I think while you're at Harvard, it's just a ton of fun. And, you know, you're with you're with all these guys that you're all really close and you're doing everything together. And I think you definitely learn some stuff from the older guys, but I think you can learn stuff from everyone. And that's, you know, everyone's coming in with, with really good character and that's what allows them to go to Harvard. But I think, you know, last year we had our freshman class last year, Nick Abrazizi, you know, I think everyone on the team learned from him and he was a freshman. And then you still had guys uh, in our senior class, Colton Kerfoot and Crusco and Zito and all these guys. Kind of bring us towards a close. You guys have been teammates. You guys have been roommates. What would the dream be, you think, kind of one day, you know, teammates again, you know, facing off against each other? What, what, what would be your ideal situation if you could have it anyway? Um, I'd want to be his GM and just uh, <laughs> telling him what to do, kind of be in that, be in the big chair, you know, make it, calling all the shots. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, I think the coolest thing would, would obviously be at the next level, being able to play with a guy like Jack or against them, I think would be really special, but obviously there's a part to do before both of us get there. None of our, no one in our class has quite yet gone to the NHL, but I, I feel like we're going to get some guys moving in pretty, pretty soon. And um, that's really exciting for everyone. Jack, any dreams? It'd be either playing with or playing against Marshall uh, in the NHL would be, would be incredibly fun. And I don't know if I can get him to live with me again, but uh, if I could swing that, maybe for maybe in the future, we'll see. But that would that would certainly be uh, be really really cool, and uh, I def I think it's definitely possible. This has been Amir Mamdani with Marshall Rafai and Jack Drury on the first episode of the River Rundown. New episodes are released bi-weekly, so make sure to subscribe to be notified when episode two releases in two weeks on Sunday, April third. Thank you again for listening. This has been the River Rundown from the Harvard Crimson, hosted by myself, Amir Ramdani, and edited and produced by Zing G.